Chapter 36 I can't believe you had lunch with David. Mir watches him swagger down the hall and shakes her head. We're headed in the opposite direction from him, towards physics. Dave, I correct. What? He's a nice guy. If you like rodents, St. Clair says. You'd think with those big buck teeth, it'd be hard for him to chew. I know you don't like him, but you could at least try to be civil. I refrain from pointing out we've already had a conversation about our own less-than-perfect chompers. The last few weeks have been terrible. St. Clair and I are still friends, in theory, but now that thing is back, even larger and nastier than it was after Thanksgiving. It's so huge it feels physical, an actual weight and body keeping us from getting close. Why? His voice is suspicious. Are you two going out now? Yeah, we set up our first date right after he asked me to marry him. Please. We're just friends. Mare grins. Dave doesn't want to be just friends. Hey, did you catch what our assignment was in English? I ask. Subject changer, thy name is Anna, Roshmi says. But in a friendly way. Since my post-birthday breakfast, things have been easier between us. I'm not changing the subject. I just didn't hear what our homework was. That's odd, St. Clair says. Because I saw you write it down. I did? Yes, he says. It's a challenge. Oh, come on, you guys, Mare says. Our friends are sick of us fighting, even though they still don't know the details of our current situation. Which is how I prefer it. Anna, it's a comparative essay between the two stories in Kitchen. Remember? Of course I remember. I'm actually looking forward to this assignment. We just finished reading a book by Banana Yoshimoto, a Japanese author, and it's my favorite so far. Both of her stories are about heartache and mourning, but they're tinged with this, simplicity and romance. I can't help but think of my father's work. He writes about love and death, too. But while his books are filled with sappy melodrama, Yoshimoto reflects on the healing process. Her characters are also suffering, but they're putting their lives back together. Learning to love again. Her stories are harder, but they're also more rewarding. The characters suffer in the beginning and the middle, but not the end. There's positive resolution. I should mail my dad a copy. Circle the happy endings in red. Er, St. Clair says. Shall we work on the paper together, then? Tonight? He's making an effort to be friendly. It sounds painful. He keeps trying, and I keep shooting him down. I don't know, I say. I have to get measured for my wedding dress. St. Clair's face flickers with frustration, but for some reason this doesn't make me feel as satisfied as it should. Arg, fine. Sure, I say. That'd be, nice? Yeah, I need to borrow your calculus notes, Mayor says. I must have missed something. It just wasn't clicking for me today. Oh, St. Clair says. Like he just noticed she's standing here. Yeah. You can borrow them. When you join us. Rashmi smirks but doesn't say anything. He turns back to me. So did you enjoy the book? I did. Discomfort lingers between us. Did you? St. Clair considers it for a moment. I like the author's name the best, he finally says. Ba-na-na. You're pronouncing it wrong, I say. He nudges me gently. I still like it best. Elephant, what did you get for number nine? Dave whispers. We're taking a quiz. I'm not doing so hot, because conjugating verbs isn't my strong point. Nouns I can handle, boat, shoelace, rainbow. Le bateau, le lasset, l'arc-en-ciel. 
But verbs? If only everything could be said in the present tense. I go to store yesterday for milk. Last night he ride bus for two hours. A week ago, I sing to your cat at beach. I make sure Professor Gillett is distracted before replying to Dave. No idea, I whisper. Though I actually do know the answer. I just hate cheating. He holds up six fingers, and I shake my head. And I don't know the answer to that one. Number six? He hisses, not sure if I've understood him. Monsieur Higginbaum. Dave tenses as Madame Guillotine advances. She rips the quiz from his hands, and I don't need to speak French to understand what she says. Busted? And you, Mademoiselle Oliphant. She snatches my quiz as well. That's so unfair. But, I do not tolerate cheating. And her frown is so severe I want to hide underneath my desk. She marches back towards the front of the classroom. What the hell? Dave whispers. I shush him, but she jerks back around. Monsieur. Mademoiselle. I thought I made it clear, there is no talking during tests. Sorry, professor, I say as Dave protests he wasn't saying anything. Which is dumb, because everyone heard him. And then, Professor Gillett kicks us out. I don't believe it. I've never been kicked out of a class. We're instructed to wait in the hall until the period is over, but Dave has other plans. He tiptoes away and motions for me to follow. Come on. Let's just go in the stairwell so we can talk. But I don't want to go. We're in enough trouble as it is. She'll never know. We'll be back before the hour is up, he says. I promise. Dave winks and I shake my head but follow him anyway. Why can't I say no to cute boys? I expect him to stop once we're in the stairwell, but he descends the entire way. We go outside and onto the street. Better, right? He asks. Who wants to be stuck inside on a day like today? It's freezing out, and I would rather be in school, but I hold my tongue. We sit on a chilly bench, and Dave is prattling about snowboarding or skiing or something. I'm distracted. I wonder if Professor Gillett will let me make up the quiz points. I wonder if she's checking the hallway. I wonder if I'm about to get in more trouble. You know, I'm kinda glad we got kicked out, Dave says. Huh? I turn my attention back to him. Why? He smiles. I never get to see you alone. And then, just like that, Dave leans over, and we're kissing. I am kissing. Dave Higginbaum. And it's, nice. A shadow falls over us, and I break apart from his lips, which have already grown overactive. Crap, did we miss the bell? He asks. No, St. Clair says. You have five more minutes of teeth gnashing to enjoy. I shrink back in mortification. What are you doing here? Meredith stands behind him, holding a stack of newspapers. She grins. We should be asking you that question. But we're running an errand for Professor Hansen. Oh, I say. Hi, Dave, Mayor says. He nods at her, but he's watching St. Clair, whose face is cold and hard. Anyway. We'll let you get back to what you were doing. Mayor's eyes twinkle as she tugs on St. Clair's arm. See you, Anna. Bye, Dave. St. Clair shoves his hands in his pockets. He won't meet my gaze as he stalks away, and my stomach turns over. What's that guy's problem? Dave asks. Who? Etienne? I'm surprised when this name rolls out of my mouth. Etienne? He raises his eyebrows. I thought his name was St. Clair. I want to ask, then why did you call him that guy? But that's rude. I shrug. 
Why do you hang out with him, anyway? Girls are always going on and on about him, but I don't see what's so great. Because he's funny, I say. He's a really nice guy. Nice. That was how I described Dave to St. Clair the other day. What's wrong with me? As if Dave is anything like St. Clair. But he looks disgruntled, and I feel bad. It's not fair to compliment St. Clair to Dave's face. Not after kissing him. Dave shoves his hands into his pockets. We should get back. We slump upstairs, and I imagine Professor Gillett waiting for us, smoke pouring from her nostrils like an incensed dragon. But when we get here, the hall is empty. I peek into her classroom window as she finishes up her lecture. She sees me and nods. I don't believe it. Dave was right. She never knew we were gone. Copyrights Copyright 2010 by Stephanie Perkins